And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming at you again with another episode of this podcast. And usually I start off with the download, and and particularly a gaming download, because obviously I'm into video games, but I also like finding great gems for you the listeners to find download and play and usually at very uh inexpensive prices i'm always a sucker for a good sale but this week it was kind of hard because i didn't really know uh where to look or what to recommend simply because i've only been playing uh ghostbusters remastered for the past week or so and it's been uh a very enjoyable experience, a rewarding experience, racking up the achievement points, but also playing through the story and remembering things from the first time I played it on the original Xbox 360 and kind of criticizing it, but also just really enjoying playing through the story. So I was actually just going to leave this section out of this week's podcast. And then last night, uh, Brother Mark Polite sent me a DM on Instagram to let me know that Bomberman, excuse me, Super Bomberman Online R was free to download on Xbox. And mind you, I am not the biggest Bomberman fan, but how can you be a gamer and not like Bomberman? So I instantly downloaded it. It's online Bomberman playing up against 64 different people or playing against 64 different people at a time. It is, you know, that sells itself and not just that it sells itself. It's free and it's free on all consoles. So we're talking about Xbox, Switch, um, PS4, PS5. It is free all of those places to download. Now, obviously, you're probably not going to have crossplay on the PS4 and PS5 because Sony doesn't enable crossplay unless you're kicking out those, that money. But I'm pretty sure you have crossplay with the other systems. So, like I said, it's online Bomberman. It's on every console. It's free. Did I mention it's Bomberman? So there's no reason for you not to download it as soon as I forget. Just pause the podcast go download it now and like i said it's free or free to play so you can't go wrong with a deal like that for a bomberman game now i love comics i'm not the biggest collector is what i used to be but i'm very much a fan of both marvel and dc a lot more marvel than dc because marvel's really what i cut my teeth on when it comes to comics back in the day and with that obviously i'm a fan of mcu now recently they dropped the trailers for shang chi and the trailers for eternals now shang chi looks awesome and even if it's an it's an if it's an okay movie uh it's one that definitely the action will definitely make you uh, excited to see it and leave from it feeling like you've got your money's worth now the internals on the other hand is the most recent trailer to drop and with that uh i was a little mixed on it that that is one property that i have literally read one comic book in my 40 plus years of existence and that was over 35 years ago i distinctly remember i was sick and my father brought me some comics and it was a spider-man comic an eternals comic and an arc son of thunder and that arc son of thunder comic from dc comics made more of an impact on me than that eternals comic did uh back in the day so for me there's no love lost with the eternals i will see this movie eventually 
but it is not one, especially from the teaser trailer that I will be rushing out to see on day one when it comes out in November. It was a beautiful trailer and I expect it to be a good movie, especially with the pedigree of the director and all of the actors involved, but it just didn't wow me. So there's nothing about this trailer that excites me for this movie. I'm sure a new one will drop or a full trailer will drop in the next couple months and I'm hoping that gives me more meat to sink my teeth into for me to be excited about this movie when it comes out but for right now it's just a meh like it, it's there it's kind of like a captain marvel if captain marvel wasn't booking it between both infinity um, excuse me, infinity war or infinity movies put it that way uh that's probably one i would have slept on as well and simply waited because i wasn't excited to see captain marvel i was excited to see how it fit into the overall plot of the infinity saga which was going on so that's why i wanted to see that and if it come out any other time I would have waited to see Captain Marvel. Um, just like if nothing about Eternals really sets me off when this final trailer comes out, I'll wait to see Eternals as well. I'll wait to six months for it to pop up on Disney Plus and be happy. And by the way, where were the Eternals doing the snap? In this whole teaser trailer, you see them saying that now they have to get involved. Now there's a reason for them to not hide in the shadows. Well, Thanos wiped out half of the universe, including some of them. Um, some of your brothers and sisters, I'm sure. So that wasn't reason enough to get involved. So I'm very curious to see what sort of reasons or rationale they give for not being involved with the whole Thanos fight, simply because they make reference and acknowledge the fact that they know about Steve Rogers and Iron Man in that trailer. So I'm just very curious to see what happens with that. So that's one movie. Another movie, which I talked about a while ago from seeing the trailer, is Army of the Dead. And that recently came out on Netflix. And let me tell you, it was everything that I expected. Now, mind you, I didn't expect it to be a new Citizen Kane or Casablanca, which is my favorite movie of all time, by the way. But I did expect a fun and innovative and inventive zombie flick. Because one of the things I loved about Dawn of the Dead, which is, I say, one of the uh, top five horror remakes um, ever. You have Dawn of the Dead, in no particular order, The Thing and The Fly are definitely in the top three as far as my, I'm concerned, an Evil Dead remake as well. So I don't know what my number five would be uh, right now. Oh, The Blob. Yeah, that would be my, and my, it was my top five horror remake. So it was a very well done remake and, and added new things to the zombie genre uh, that really, uh, it grew and multiplied from there in the years that followed the 2004 release of that. Uh, so with that, I expected with Zack Snyder going back to the zombie well uh, for his latest picture for it to be a fun and exciting ride, but also something that was going to showcase new mythos or new things to see within the zombie genre. And I was not disappointed. Uh, it certainly delivers on all these points. Now, I will tell you, if you have not watched the movie, uh, skip past this section because we are about to go into spoiler territory in five four three two one that opening man that opening 10 to 15 minutes is probably one of the best i've seen in recent memory um i always say that up by pixar for me is probably one of the best opening scenes 
in movie history because it sold so much story and has so much heart with not one word. And with that, I also feel like the uh, opening sequence from Wolverine Origins was great, which is why the movie itself was so disappointing that it was so horrible. Because that opening few minutes that tells us Wolverine's backstory was just amazing. This movie, this opening is right between the two with its use of music, and you see pretty much the start of the zombie apocalypse. But once it starts, how it really cascades and overtakes Las Vegas, it was really awesome. And you get aspects of each one, or at least most of the main characters uh, in the team that's going to do the heist in those few minutes without a word you get understanding of who they are and what they've lost during the course of the falling of Las Vegas so it's awesome but also who in their right mind who gives the order to say hey you paratroopers we want you to paratroop into the middle of a city that's full of zombies that is probably the dumbest idea I've ever seen in my life and the look on those paratroopers' face when they realized the zombies weren't dying, there were too many of them. Like, didn't you know that before you jumped out of the plane? So it's just one of those things where, like, stupid decisions get people killed. And whoever had that order, they they need to be shot for killing those men. I know it's a movie, that's why I felt. The whole pack hierarchy to the zombies was a brilliant Move. It's one that really differentiated the movie and the zombies from really anything I've seen in recent memory when it comes to zombie movies. The interaction with the queen and the alpha zombie baffled me at first because there were so many, uh, the grunting, the nuzzling, the shines of affection, but also it was more or less like you saw this dominance and this, these aspects of sexual selection. And I'm thinking, how will you have this sort of sexual relationship between two zombies like zombies don't have sex and then he went down and put his head next to her stomach and I was like I literally audibly cursed when I realized she's pregnant that blew my mind I was like wow that's genius I cannot wait to see the prequel anime to find out more on the backstory of these zombies and a lot of these characters as well uh, that's one not a deficit of the movie that's one thing about the movie the characters were very very well done I have to really commend Dave Bautista for his performance he used all his range of emotions to really convey a believable character the whole team really was just awesome and amazing with their characterizations and their portrayals of these characters so I have to really hand my hat off to them with regards to how well they did uh, the ending wasn't that predictable oh let me phrase that there's some characters that were predictable and this is a zombie movie it's what you expect and there are others that I didn't see how they would end up coming uh, but the ending itself wasn't that predictable outside the fact that it's a zombie movie you know the zombie virus has to get out somehow to set up a sequel but just how it happened and who ended up being the carrier was uh, one of those ones that you didn't expect and also has so many questions so if you haven't seen the movie well if you have seen the movie you know that Devereaux survived after being locked in the vault by Dieter now, how he survived so long with that zombie bite and didn't turn, that's one question. Two, how was he able to walk out of basically a nuclear test site with a leveled Las Vegas without dying of radiation sickness or anything like that 
walk for hours, find a car, drive to Utah, and then catch a plane, and then all of a sudden he starts to feel sick. So I am interested in to see if all of these questions will be answered in a possible sequel, or even maybe in their prequel. You never know what will happen. Also, just the fact that there were some great effects. Uh, the effects were great. The action was great. That zombie tiger, what is not to love? And there were also robot zombies, which I am hoping that they will have more explanation of in the prequel anime series because that was one of those things where you saw it and you're like wait a minute that's a robot it's like a terminator looking zombie like that is so weird and so strange so i really loved that part and there were so many little easter eggs that have you asking questions that you just want more now with that the movie was it was really, really long. Two and a half hours long. Zack Snyder is known for long A movies. And this is one that I didn't feel like it dragged on. And I will say that. Unlike some movies that are two and a half hours long, they don't need to be. But there were many times where scenes could have been shortened. The scenes could have been cut out to really up the pacing. To make it a bit more uh, frenetic and chaotic. Uh, based on what sort of direction they were going in the movie. All in all, it was fun, and more importantly, it created a universe with characters that I want to see again. And not a lot of zombie movies, not a lot of movies, period, do that, but not a lot of zombie movies do that effectively. Um, I, you know, I will say the Romero movies, especially the, for really, not even the first two, but I will say Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. And, and landed it. I love landed it. I love the characters that it created and landed it. I cared about those characters, the zombies as well, which is why I like Zack Snyder. In this movie, I see a lot of what he's doing here is, you know, kind of an evolution of some of the ideas that he put forth in, um, excuse me, ideas that were put forth in landed today with zombie intelligence and hierarchy and things of that nature so i like how he's kind of taking some of those ideas and run with them in the context of army of the dead so i thought it was all in all a really excellent movie if you haven't watched it yet on netflix feel free to check it out and we're going to take a break and we have a whole lot of fragrances we have something different for you today when it comes to our fragrance segment and i hope you like it we'll see how it goes now as someone who was an avid comic book collector in my younger days one of the most difficult things was really keeping a handle on what comics I had and being able to categorize them and catalog them effectively and efficiently um, in an electronic manner. Uh, one of the easy ways back in the day was to simply do an Excel spreadsheet, but that unto itself got a bit wieldy, especially when you end up having thousands and thousands of comics. So with that, they ended up being a proliferation. This is really in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s of computer programs that assisted you in keeping a catalog of the comics that you owned. And those were great for the time. And I'm pretty sure if I was doing that now, it'd be a lot easier. But I'm finding more of the same problem now that my addiction of choice is fragrances. And that's because the one thing with fragrances is that oftentimes you can have fragrances that are very similar, fragrances that are flankers. So names and notes can be somewhat similar. And as far as your nose is concerned, things tend to get confusing. So it's also it's just good to have a way of keeping track of what you own, what you had, and also what you've smelled and whether you like it or not. Uh, there was an app a few months ago that I tried that did something like this. 
but I felt like it was a little bit lacking in its database and recently found another application called Parfumo which is available on both the iOS and Android app stores and this app is basically doing everything I wanted to do. It gives you a way of discovering new fragrances based on notes. It gives you a way of when you go into the store to scan the UPC code of a fragrance to get the note breakdown and get a general sense of what it is if you've never smelled it before. And for me, that's great because many times when I go and I'm looking for something different to get, I'm oftentimes going to YouTube to check out a fragrance review or doing a search on Bing to find out what's in this fragrance, what the notes are, and if it's something that would really appeal to me. Having this app really takes out all of those steps to give me a sense. And you're also able to add reviews as well uh, to the application per the or to the fragrance per the application, which I thought, which I think is really awesome, a really great useful of it but also more importantly you're able to catalog the fragrances that you own whether it's bottles testers miniatures decants so it's really good to get a sense of how many fragrances you own what fragrances you own even sort of what trends you have in your collection like for me i ended up having there are 34 bottles that are categorized in or that are listed in their database and there are about 10 that don't. These 10 tend to be some of the dollar store and the really ultra cheap knockoffs that I purchased over the years or if I've talked about um, on Instagram over the past few months. So those are not there, but most of the major brands and niche houses are going to be there unless it's an independent niche house like uh, Maison de Darius, which uh, unfortunately doesn't show up and needs to be in that database. Uh, so it's one of those things where it's really cool to get a handle on how many bottles I have, how many miniatures I have, and just, uh, you know, maybe even seeing what fragrances are similar to what I have to possibly look at those in the future so I can categorize or find fragrances that I want to get in the future, fragrances that I've smelled. So it's just really a great app and it's something I'm finding very useful as I go forward in my fragrance journey. If it's something that you think you'd want to look at as well, check out Parfumo app and the link is going to be in the show notes. Download today. Start your fragrance journey if you haven't also. And if you have started your fragrance journey, it'll probably be a very good way of categorizing and understanding uh, what you have and maybe figuring out what you want to get in the future. So that's it for Profumo. So our fragrance of the week is actually one that is a, a segment I'm calling Second Chance Fragrances. And in this case, it's going to be Tahitian Waters by English Laundry. Now, when I initially talked about this almost a year ago now, I wasn't too impressed. And I will say I'm not overly impressed it is probably of the fragrances i own for english water i'm assuming english laundry the my least favorite of the bunch and all of them in my opinion are certified bangers uh even at full price i would think that uh, most of them are worth the full price of almost a hundred dollars in my opinion but for the most part you can get them well low below that price but tahitian waters is one that i i thought was going to be a bit more lighter considering many of the um, articles and posts I saw previous to purchasing was uh, talked about it being a summer scent and summer scents I don't think of being too heavy and this is the bottle here this is a miniature that I have it's a small bottle it's silver it's pretty it's silver and blue 
So Tahitian Waters is a very pretty bottle. It's definitely going to sit on your mantelpiece wherever and really draw the eye because of its shininess. But it's one of those fragrances that I was just mystified by. Now let me tell you what the official breakdown is. So the official breakdown is uh, grapefruit, mandarin, and mint leaf in the top. Jasmine and lily in the mid notes. And then amber, patchouli, and cedarwood in the base notes. Now this is weird to me because I've seen other places, and this is from English Laundry official site, I've seen other uh, breakdown of notes which have been drastically different. For instance, Fragranica uh, listed as lime, bergamot, orange, and coconut on the top note, and you definitely get a coconut when you smell. That is the one thing when I heard about this fragrance, they, every single reviewer talked about coconut on the top. And the fact that it's not a listed note is surprising considering how heavy it is. But smelling it again, I do get that mint leaf. Not so much the mandarin or the lime and the citrus, but very much coconut, very much mint. Um, and this in the Fragantica notes is ylang ylang and jasmine. So still with that jasmine in the middle note, but ylang ylang, that flowery um, sort of floral there. And also the base list, brown sugar and cedar. And this is interesting because it definitely has a sweet base, a sweet woodsy sort of base and maybe that more so comes from the amber so i can see them uh, more individuals who never wrote it up seeing a more of a brown sugar note from that cedar and amber uh combination as well as that patchouli uh so i look at it and they list it as a kind of a, a gourmandish because of that brown sugar i can see someone really seeing it because there's a sweetness to it um in the end I will say I've worn it a couple of times since my initial review almost a year ago, and it has grown on me. It doesn't wow me, but it's definitely one that I am looking forward to wearing in the summer heat to really see how it performs. And it performs very well just being here in the house all day. But in the summer heat, I'm really looking forward to see how it performs, how it dissipates in the sun, in the heat. Do Does it unlock different aspects of the fragrance for instance will i get the lily more will i get that cedar wood more on the base note under the heat in the sun uh with the humidity i'm really curious it's it's one of those ones where i think that the more you wear it the more it you get of it and especially i think this is very much a situational sort of fragrance definitely outdoorsy um summertime heat spring that's what it's listed as that's what i definitely agree i would not wear this um in the winter or the fall not because of the duration because the smells the note breakdown isn't very fallish or winterish to me so i i really am enjoying it more and more with every wear of it and it is very aromatic. It is, like I said, it has grown on me. Uh, and it's very, the sweet, witty dry down is something that really appeals to me. I like the dry down in the base more so than I like the opening in the mid notes. It's just, I'm all about that dry down for this one. Uh, the coconut is, is good, but it's it's foreign to me. Even though it's not really coconut, it smells like coconut. It, it's a scent or a profile that I'm not accustomed to as far as what I want to project and what I think others around me really would like. But once it dries down and gets past the opening, I really enjoy the base notes of it. So it's, it's really good in that regard. It's definitely one I want to keep wearing. I'm very interested in seeing how it performs over the next few months in the summertime.
So that's my second look at Tahitian waters as our fragrance of the week. Uh, again, this has been another episode of the Sartorial and Geek podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I have been your host, Webster Style. Feel free to find us on the web at our website, WebsterStyle.com or SartorialGeek.com. Find us on Twitter at Webster Style. Find us on Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorial and Geek. And feel free to drop us an email for any reason at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again for joining me. Again, as always, be safe out there and stay blessed. Nah, this is... Hold on. Never, I, I mean, I can change. I, I thought... Never mind. Forget I'm a Jenny Jenny Miffinny Muffinny Finicky when it comes to the killing spree, aka that's an ensemble. Are you the enemy if you're not defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge. Besides, I really let them clothes on them legs. Guys, need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party starts at 12. We got a little time, time, time to get it on. And no fact, I'm the type of person on. And after that, take a picture with the I'm choosing what we own. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so oh. thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil pen. No lie, I'm shopping than the utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them plain friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because no one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. See, let me see, let me see, aim off and on, I'm really alone, aim, aim 
styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling The one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanted to, oh, I completely read that wrong <laughs>